Haley and Taylor from Supernatural and start over and also sometimes talk about other stuff, a podcast. Also known as Citrusa, and today we are talking about Season 3, Episode 8, A Very Supernatural Christmas. It originally aired on December 13th, 2007, and was written by Jeremy Carver, who so far has written Sin City. Which fucking sucked. Yeah, it wasn't good, and was directed by Jay Miller Tobin, who has... I clicked the wrong thing. I don't know what... I clicked season three. Uh, He has directed Bored Under a Bad Sign, which was... Which also sucked. I think that's... I don't think that one was good. (laughs) Great. Um, I can tell you for sure right now. Oh, okay, I gave it a six, so, like, I liked it enough. My my ideas of this episode have now been tainted. I hope That's that helps. Fair. For today, I have written a particularly long summary. Uh, so let's just crack into that. Jesus I'm going to try Christ. to go as fast as I can. I'm sorry. It's a okay. page long. Oh One year God. ago and see, I'm sorry, okay? I'm sorry. <laughs> going to just start reading this long-ass article to you. Can you? I'm Listen, okay? I go fast. One year ago, in Seattle, Washington, a grandpa is killed on Christmas as his grandson watches in fear. In the present day, another man has gone missing, and Sam and Dean are investigating it. There's a bloody tooth in the fireplace. Sam thinks it's evil Santa. They go to a Santa's village because they learn that both men went missing there the day prior to going missing. Dean wants to celebrate Christmas, and Sam says, fuck that noise. There's a flashback to 1991. Baby Sam and baby Dean wait for their dad to come home. Sam is wrapping a present for John and asks where he is. Dean tells Sam that John is out selling things, and Sam asks if John is a spy. Dean says, yeah, he's James Bond. Sam asks about their mom, and Dean gets mad. Once again, we are in Michigan in the present day, watching the Santa, watching the Santa actor at Santa's village. He walks with a limp and smells like candy, like evil Santa legends say, so Dean and Sam go out to stake his house. Dean asks Sam why he's the boy who hates Christmas, but then they hear a scream in the trailer and go see what's up, only to see actor Santa smoking a bong, drinking alcohol, and watching Christmas porn. Great! Dean starts singing Silent Night and pretending to be carolers with Sam even though they're holding guns. The Santa actor is the Santa actor is too under the influence to question this. Another man goes missing that night and they go to investigate the next day and they see a wreath like that was in the other house that a guy went missing in. Dean once again asks to celebrate Christmas and Sam is like, why are you so onto this? And Dean is like, well, I'm going to die soon, so why not? And Sam is like, well, that's exactly why I can't celebrate Christmas. Flashback time again. Sam has read John's journal and asks Dean if, if monsters are real. Dean begrudgingly tells him yeah, they are. And then he says that John is a superhero and hunts the monsters. Sam asks if Santa and the Easter Bunny are real too, and Dean says no. Sam cries himself to sleep, and Dean promises that it'll be okay. Back to the present, Sam and Dean go to the Wreathmaker's home, and they seem great, but Dean and Sam are on to them and prep evergreen stakes to kill them. But then they go to the house that night and investigate the basement and find human remains, That they and then they get attacked by the couple. They knock them out and bind them to chairs and begin their sacrificial ritual but then there's a knock at the door and they go and Dean and Sam Sam escape the bindings and they kill a god couple with their own Christmas tree flashback one more time to Christmas morning 1991 Dean wakes Sam up and is like Sam look dad 
Dad came home and brought us presents. He tried to wake you up, but he would, but you wouldn't wake up, so it's fine. See, I told you Dad loves us. And Sam opens the presents, and one is a Barbie, and the other is a sparkly baton. And Sam is like, hmm, so where are these from? And Dean is like, well, I stole them from a house down the street. And Sam is like, wow, so Dad didn't come home then, huh? And Dean is like, okay, you got me. Sam gives Dean the present that was meant for John, and Dean is like, but this is for Dad. And Sam is like, yeah, well, Dad's a fucking liar, so you get to have it. Dean, uh, Dean is like, okay, you got me, and I already said that, sorry, um, the present that Sam gives Dean, Dean is his amulet that he still, still wears today, and, uh, my heart hurts. Okay, one more time back to the present, Dean comes back from the store where he bought beer and finds out that Sam has decorated the motel room for Christmas. Dean is like, wow, look, I got you presents, and Sam is like, hey, me too, and I open their presents they got for each other. Dean got Sam a porn mag and shaving cream. Sam got Dean oil for the car and a candy bar. Sam gets emotional, but then just asks to watch the football game instead because men don't have feelings, especially not Winchester men. The episode then ends with the longest fucking fade out ever. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. In case you're curious, our uh, death count for this episode is a total of seven. Uh, with four on screen and three, well, kind of on screen. Two are directly on screen. Two happen in the chimney and are on screen, but like we just kind of hear it. And then three are mentioned. So that's mm -hmm. that's that's seven. Shall I begin my notes? Have I yes. missed anything? Is there anything important? No, that was a long. Do you remember when we used to do summaries in a minute? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, listen, this was the longest one, and partially it's because of the flashbacks, okay? This was the longest one That's I think I've done enough. in a while. Um, but the flashbacks are really important to me, so I really wanted to give them detail, and I actually... Yeah, okay. Anyway, my notes. So my first note of the day is, I love a kindly grandpa in media. There's just something about them, you know? A nice grandpa... Then I have, I really hope this kid doesn't watch his grandpa die. Followed by, no, grandpa. <laughs> um, my next note is a question, sort of. It's part question. So, it's, why do all motels that Dean and Sam stay in look like it's from the 70s? Mm -hmm. And then my question is, I've only stayed in a motel once, and it didn't look like it was from the 70s. So, are all motels just, like, do they look like they're from the 70s? Uh, no. Okay. That's just... They just do that in the show for no reason? I don't know. Maybe that's what they think. I, I, I don't know. I've I've been in... I, do all motels in Canada look like they're from the 70s? Maybe. If you're from Canada and have been in a motel, in many motels, and they all look like they're from the 70s, let us know. Yeah. The lighting, uh, my, sorry, my next note is that the lighting is pretty fucking good in this episode, which stayed relatively consistent, I think, throughout the whole episode. Um, and I'm not sure if that's just the episode ha finally had fucking good lighting, or if they were leaning into this, like, having a sitcom lighting because it was, like, a spoof on a very, spe like, ep very special episodes. I don't know. But I, it was... I will say when they got to the dark scene at the end, it was better than most of their dark scenes, but they still had moments where it was just like, I can't see anything. Right. And so, like, while I appreciate the lighting change, um, it wasn't like, 
here's the thing. I don't feel a need to praise them for it because being able to see is like, it's like the bare minimum. Like they basically just like reset to square one, right? Like none of the lighting was even like, necessarily most of it wasn't like oh this is like particularly like a holiday vibe there was no particular aesthetic to it it was just like right it's like basic well-lit like almost like a sitcom i said because it reminded me of changing channels when they have the sitcom moment right and like that's just like okay we've gotten back to basics now you can add coloring now you can do this and that and they just it's like well now we've gotten to decent can you make the rest of your show good uh, the answer is no, so sorry. My next note is, Sam saying those aren't exactly Hallmark memories for me. Sorry, King. Uh, he says that when Dean asks why he doesn't like why he doesn't like Christmas. Uh, Sam says they're not Hallmark memories, which is so so sad. Sorry, Sam. And also we find out, like I said in the, in the summary, that the reason probably... I mean, Grant, there's a lot of reasons, but also it's the fact that he learned... <laughs> about hunting on christmas so like i i can't blame him i gotta say then i have that rank and bass christmas specials fucking slap because they do they're some of the best cinema in the entire world <laughs> thank you um and then my next note is baby sam and dean it's, baby except sam it's in it's in all caps so it's baby sam and dean uh, and then I have that it's the first episode seeing Baby Sam and Dean, which I'm pretty sure is true. We I, we tried, think is true. We, we think. think it's true. It wasn't like on the wiki page. Usually that would be on the wiki yeah. page. Yeah. My next note is Sam. I think I was going to write something there. And you but didn't. It just, it just says Sam. So I mean, sure. Sam. Yeah. Sam. Cool. I th- oh, you know what? I think I was going to write that Sam doesn't know about hunting. I uh-huh. think that's what that was going to be. Okay. But then I got distracted. And then my next note is, why are you the boy who hates Christmas? Because that's what, that's what Dean says to Sam. Got he, it. Like, that cool. is the exact quote. And I thought it was funny. Uh, then my next note is, not the Christmas porn. Because Santa, yeah, it was not great. Then I have, okay, Dean. These boys can't sing. Lord is Lord help. Followed by a micro note that says all is dry because when they're trying to sing Silent Night, they don't know any of the lyrics. They don't know the fucking lyrics. And <laughs> Sam I like says how all, all is the dry. Songs, well, of all the Christmas songs he could have sung, because like I don't like they don't know that many Christmas songs. That's fine, but like they could have sung like Jingle Bells. <laughs> Right, Jingle Bells, Rudolph, Frosty? Like, like ones that are, like, because uh, the U.S. is, despite not technically having a religion associated with it, is, like, very Christianized. You yeah. can't really, like, they, they're in the the car all the time. Even your rock stations are going to play random Christmas songs Hell sometimes. Yeah. Like, you can't avoid it, unfortunately. It's pretty, like, every station, like, even if they're like, we don't play Christmas music, they're just going to throw them in, right? Like, there had to be one they knew better, right? Right. Like one of the right. like the ones for babies, like the little kids songs. Well, they still play them on the radio, but you know what I mean, right? right? And like, like they're the ones fucking, like the little kids now. We know that they at least we know that they at least watched the Rankin Bass Christmas specials, so they fucking <laughs> know at least one. Like they gotta know Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Santa yeah. Claus is coming to town, maybe. Like that one's easy, but no. Dean Dean goes for Silent Night 
And Sam says, all is dry. So, in their their defense, I don't even know if I know all the lyrics to Silent Night. I don't think I do either. So, like, why'd they choose that one? That's all we're right. saying. My next note is the feel when you watch Santa steal your dad away in a sack, but he doesn't kill you. <laughs> Followed by, all right, Santa. And all right, Santa is the note because... The Santa, who we find out, obviously, isn't actually Santa, um, takes one of the Christmas cookies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then I have Bobby awesome mention. Uh, why did Sam say his name like that? Sam says his name, like, really weird. He was like, Bobby. And I was like, it's, whoa. It's so interesting to me. And we talked about this last week because we were like, thank God in season four, like, we'll get some reoccurring characters again. I, it's so weird that Bobby, like, isn't in the show. Right. Like, he's mentioned, and they've seen him in a few episodes, but he is just not, he's not Like, I wonder if the actor was just doing something else right now, like... Well, I mean, it wouldn't make sense to write him into this episode, but there's just, like, so many... I'm wondering if part of it was the writer's strike, and since they were just, like, having whoever could write right, it was maybe people who, like, weren't the most familiar with it, so they were, like, just have them, like, stick to, like, Sam, Dean, and fucking no one else in this season. Yeah. Because, like, where's Meg and Ruby? Where did they go? Well, we get at least one of them next episode, don't we? Yeah, but, like, it's been eight episodes. Yeah. They're not really in this season. It's, like, no. you can tell... People on in the reviews were saying this, but you can tell that this was, this was written during the writer's strike, where something weird happened, not just because it's, it's short. Just, like, I think the lack of reoccurring characters is technically due to the yeah. writer's strike. I think that has to be part of it. That makes sense. Uh, my next note is... Where'd it go? God chub. I just really liked that term. That's when uh, they find out about the... What's it called? Uh, meadow sweet. Yeah, that I was gonna call it sweet, sweet like something. Uh, it's meadow sweet. Yeah, they find out about the meadow sweet, and Sam says that it's like a god chum, and I just think that that is the funniest phrase, and I liked it, so I wrote it down. Then I have uh, Dean like, yeah, Sam, this is my last year, and he said it so peacefully. Fuck you guys. I I had a lot of emotions in that moment, I suppose. <laughs> I would then like to use my one Dean Winchester looking like a snack this episode, not gonna lie. I don't know what happened on screen that made me say that. I think he smiled. Nice. And I, yeah. The feel when Sam finds the journal. Then I have, I love this baby Dean actor because he does give the look. Mm. However, his acting is not a... It's not pa- on par as baby Sam's actor. It's not as that. It's not amazing. It's not fantastic like, there was, all the time. There was a specific line, and I was just like, "Oh wow, you, you just read that one, huh?" Like, okay, buddy. Trying, making right. attempts, doing right. our like he best. is a child. He is a child. So like, it's you know. Also, he has like one hell of a name. I forget what it is, but it's on the Wikipedia page, and I was like, "Oh wow, that is a name." Uh, hold on, I'm gonna pull it, cause okay. it was just his name is Ridge Canopy. Oh wow, that is a name. Yeah, right Good for him. Right, I don't know if it's pronounced Canopy. It's it might can- be Canip. Maybe <laughs> Canipe. I don't sure. know, but you're saying uh, things to me. Right. Uh, 
fun fact, he was in Drake and Josh. Oh. I think I know who he was in Drake and Josh. I cool. Might. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. He is not currently acting anymore. That's all right. That's all right for him. Anyway. Hope he's doing what he wants to be doing. Uh, we've always known that Dean has looked out for Sam. But when we get these fucking flashback scenes, it really gets to me. And I don't know if that's just because I like kids or or what. Or if the relationship between Sam and Dean actually means something to me. Or, or if I just, kids make me sad. Like, I don't know. But the flashback scenes really fucking get me. Especially, like, this one where Dean is trying so hard to be like, No, Sam, Dad does care about us. No, Sam, Dad will be here. And, like, man, it just it just really gets me, okay? It just really gets me. My next note is, Bones, baby, this shit looks like Super Mutant Camp in Fallout. Because it, it did. Yeah. Then I have Mr. and Mrs. Transatlantic accent over here. That's in reference to Mr. and Mrs. God. Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Christmas. I really liked them as characters. I thought they were funny. Um, they were also, like, memorable. I remembered them. So, good for them. Then I have... I don't think that knife was cutting him at all. During the... Um, oh, it wasn't. No, it, like, super wasn't. That was during the fucking sacrifice scene. There's one of the times when he, she goes to, like, cut Demon's arm. It does not make a cut. Like, there's blood no. and there's no fucking cut. And it was so funny. I was like, hello? Because the other ones, like, the other ones looked fine. But that one was just, like, not it. No, it was not. And also during the torture scene, I then have a note that says, no, that was bad. I fucking hated that. I hated it. I hate nail trauma. Uh, Sam oh, gets yeah. his fingernail pulled out. Oh, that's why he has a bandit on his finger at the end of the episode. <laughs> there was okay. somebody in the reviews who was talking about how they kind of thought that this episode relied a little bit too heavy on the gore sometime and i don't know if i think that's true I, I was doing a lot of research true. during this time but they were like i wonder if like this they didn't like this episode as much they thought it was like they were like it's really clear that this one was written during the writing strike <laughs> they were they that. thought it was like too much on the gore like it was unnecessary to be showing like his fingernail being pulled off and stuff i didn't think that it was too gory but like that like fingernail trauma like get really i don't like that shit so I do agree that that part sucked, but I don't think that it was that heavy on the gore. There's episodes that are worse, I think. But, uh, like, skin? That was bad. Um, that was gross, yeah. My next note is, how the hell did they get out of their bindings? Because I would still like to know that. Usually it shows us, like, how they got out of their, like, when they're stuck like that. But this one, they just straight up fucking didn't. And I was yeah, like... Yeah, they just did it. They just are really that good, so... They're just really that good. So good for them, I guess. My next note is from the the last flashback scene uh, when Dean says, "Dad thinks you're Dad probably thinks you're a girl." He says that to Sam after he opens the Barbie, uh, and I was like, "Wow, Sam is trans. Good for him." Um, I don't know which way that goes. I don't know what I meant. Like, I don't know what flavor, but uh, <laughs> he is. So good for Sam. Are I will right? say that supposedly. Okay, I can't. 
I can't confirm this. Supposedly, Sarah Gamble really wanted Sam to be gay or something. Really? Supposedly, she mentioned in the season seven guidebook, which apparently I have to buy now because I can't find like a scan of it online of like this page where supposedly she like wanted his like him to have like his first kiss with a boy and like robert singer was like no that'll be something something and supposedly there's an episode there in in bloodlust i think in the second season like the flirting someone flirts like some the bartender flirts with sam and i guess it was intentional like supposedly it came across my dash the other day supposedly that sarah gamble like put a ton of queer coding in for sam so i guess that's something to look out for once she becomes showrunner after season five i don't know what they're talking about but i figured it's worth looking for but it would be completely word of god and also, cool. she could just be lying. Like, she could just be lying. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't want to just say she is. That's like a bold, like you're lying. Like, that's a pretty bold claim. But there's like, it, it, the reason it's word of God is like, it's never in the show. But she's also right. not saying Sam is any level of LGBT. She's saying, I thought it would be cool. And someone else right. said no. And like, yeah. it's totally possible oh. that happened. But season seven would have also been a few seasons after Cass was introduced and Destiel was a thing like pretty much right out of the gates. So there was also the chance that they were getting more pushback to be like, have, I can't remember when Charlie comes in, but Charlie's a minor character and then also dies pretty fast. And then they have to bring her back. So there's also a chance that, there's also the chance that they were like, well, I can say that, like, we can always just, like, maybe she, like, thought about it, but, like, and, like, maybe mentioned it, but never really pushed too hard and then just kind of right. brought it up, like, to, to be like, oh, well, I tried, and you know what, I don't know, that's why I'm going to try to get the book, and, like, again, she might have done it, it's not in the show. Right. Um, but, cool. Yeah. Sure, thought Something I'd throw it out there for. while we're hanging out. While we were hanging out? Yeah. Very fair. Um, my next note also, uh, pertains to this line of thought. Uh, Dean saying, I didn't know they were chick presents. Um, I liked that. I thought that was a funny little Dean line. Um. I I thought it was funny that he stole a bunch of presents and was like, surely these will all be relevant. Right. Good foresight. Like, okay, Dean. I know he's a Um, kid. I just think it's funny. He was like, surely these will all be good presents. Like, right. Like, not necessarily, like, not necessarily at all. It, it, like... High risk. High fucking risk. Um, also, like, the idea that these presents weren't labeled, like, I'm sorry. Maybe they only, maybe this is a family with only one kid. Right, so there's only presents for that one, like, for the kid? I guess that makes sense. Like, in my family, at least, like, growing up, my parents always wrapped presents for them. So, uh, spoiler alert to anybody who thinks that Santa's real still. <laughs> <laughs> Santa's not fucking real, so get with it. Um, no, I know parents, what you mean. No, it was a little weird. Like, my parents would wrap presents for themselves and label them to mom from Santa. Like, It was a little weird. No, I, I they were so... just trying to make this happen and we're nitpicking, I guess. 
Yeah, because that's what we're here to do. So, fuck you guys. You guys being supernatural. Oh, it's his fucking necklace. It's his goddamn necklace is my next line. Yeah, I just really like... I just really like Dean. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry for my crime. And then I have... When you get Sam's shaving cream and porn magazines for Christmas. And he is just so happy. (laughs) He literally opened the fucking porn magazine and was like, Skin mags! So goofy. It was really goofy. It was, it was like, I, half of me wonders if that scene was like, if they knew what was in, because like, his reaction was so, it felt genuine. <laughs> um, but anyway, then I have on Dean got a chocolate bar and oil. Fall, and then my final note is genuinely, this, this is a good episode, okay? Uh, which obviously, Taya has been, uh, tainted significantly from this thought uh and they're going to tell you why oh god okay so we're gonna do laura library this one is this episode is embarrassing um (laughs) so the first thing is this episode talks about pagans again and supernatural never makes a distinction because the thing is about supernatural they have both modern stuff and old stuff like i think they do kind of reference new agey stuff at times but then you know they also have ancient stuff they have zoroastrianism in an earlier episode and like i've met people who don't know about zoroastrianism uh the original meaning of pagan like the historical context like the historical meaning for pagan is a person holding religious beliefs other than those of the main or recognized religions and it is according to wikipedia i'm sorry a term first used in the fourth century by early christians for people in the roman empire who practiced polytheism or ethnic religions other than judaism so essentially if you're looking at a historical context which sometimes supernatural does it's anything that isn't christianity and judaism that's most things supernatural is very vague on what they consider paganism but we're gonna go with mono anything that's not monotheism basically um which essentially because i think judaism gets mentioned like once or twice and i don't quote me on this. I believe Islam was only mentioned in the jinn episode and is not going to come up again. I think those are the only other monotheistic religions brought up other than Christianity. And I kind of think that, like, when you go on the deity page, deities better known simply as gods or pagan slash old gods, it's pretty much just anyone who isn't the christian god and the reason i'm saying christian is because like even though god chuck yeah the christian god chuck is because even though christianity islam and judaism share like some similar some some of the texts right like the texts of these have are the same in some ways right Uh like they have similar origins that's the whole point that's whether the abraham abrahamic abrahamic Fuck, if I know, I didn't pay attention to religion class last night. Abrahamic religions, I think it's called. I'm sorry, I can't, I don't know how to pronounce it. Judaism and Islam both have, like, a different take on it. Mm -hmm. 
Supernatural is so Christian. Like, it's, right. it's so, it fundamentally is very Christian. So that's why I'm saying the Christian God here. If you're not the Christian God, you're essentially pagan in this show. But in modern day, um, I couldn't find, like, a super gr- solid definition because it's, pagan is very broad. Uh, I found today pagan is used to describe someone who doesn't go to synagogue, church, or, or mosque. It could be that they worship several gods at once or they have no interest in a god at all. Something else says pagans view the world as a place of joy and life, not sin and suffering. We believe that the divine is here with us in the natural world and we hold a deep reverence for nature and earth. This one says they believe nature is sacred. Um, some, some, time, uh, some people consider, I think, more modern paganism to like be an offshoot of Wicca, but like not always. It's like more of a, every pagan I think is going to define themselves in like a little bit of a different way. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. it's their unique spirituality. But Supernatural, it does a really shit job at showing pagan and paganism um as of right now and we're still pretty early and it's not gonna come up a ton from what i could find the only pagans we've met are evil and do human sacrifice so that's not great yeah it's not great there are there there are people who still practice paganism who are pagan who might not call themselves pagan but worship some of the deities that are mentioned in these episodes Super in supernat. There's this. Hmm, there's this one line when they walk up to the house, the the house of the two pagan deities. We don't actually get a name for them. Sam thinks. Sam says something like, "I think it's hold." What is it? Where's my transcript? I have so many tabs open. You have a transcript open and everything. Look at yeah, you. Yeah, I do. Solstice. Uh, he thinks that, Sam thinks that it could be probably Hold Nikar, god of the winter solstice, who I actually struggled to find anything on. Um, I found something, the Google Translate of this from Spanish to English. I don't know why it wasn't in English, too. Um, it's, uh, seems to be, in fact, a corruption of Had. Ha- I can't, I can't pronounce this. I'm sorry. It's Scandinavian. One of the titles of the Norse god Odin, meaning the instigator of battles. We never actually, no one ever confirms this. Sam never is like, are you this? And the guy is like, yes or no. They just call them. Well, that's what I was looking for in the transcript. They call themselves gods, I think, or deities. But they don't, uh, they They don't actually say, yeah, they don't actually say like, they don't give the they don't name themselves and i have to assume if i had to take a hot guess it's because at this point the writers didn't want to like kill a god yeah but i will say they're gonna they fucking do. do that in season five they will they will not only kill a god they will kill many the gods. christian god chuck well no that's <laughs> not even it so when you go on the pagan god page for supernatural which is the deity page you find out that Supernatural kind of switched up how it's going to talk about pagan gods. So at this point in the game, they're a little bit more on equal footing with our Christian god. Um, And uh, we have a quote from them from this episode, the deities. They say, back in the day, we were worshipped by millions 
all of a sudden this Jesus character is the hot new thing in town. All of a sudden our altars are being burned down and we're being hunted down like common monsters. So oh. there are they are setting themselves at the same level of Jesus. Cool. I don't think Supernatural, I don't think, talks a ton about Jesus, but it does talk a lot about God, and I don't know where they stand on any of that. Who cares? So they originally kind of placed themselves on the same thing, but in season 15, they're going to uh, change their tune a little bit, and um, then Fortuna is going to reveal that deities were created by God himself to essentially take the fall when something went wrong. And on that deity page, we have uh, a Nazi. Uh, we have what? two Aztec gods who I don't want to butcher the names of right now. We have some Babylonian gods. Uh, we have Chinese gods. We have all, uh, Egyptian ones, all of the Greek ones. Uh, they have this is what they call it, Haitian voodoo, Hindu, Irish, Italian, Japanese, Mayan, Norse, Roman, oh Romani, Slavic. Like, it keeps going, Yoruba. Like, it, it's it's basically saying all these gods were created by the Christian god. We're going to switch from we were all existing on, like, the same level to we are all below the Christian god. And that's not awesome. Yeah. The brothers are not bothered. You'd think they would be. We talked about this with the veneer back in the Scarecrow. It's a deity, but they, they don't, I don't think they kill the Scarecrow, but like they just move on. Like it's not a big deal. And it's right. not even a big deal for them here. You'd think they'd be fight like they have more of a hard time fighting angels than pagan gods. There doesn't seem to be like really the same level of respect for a pagan god and keep in mind that they're not all unnamed we're going to see like hindu gods in here and all the other ones i just read off that people still practice these religions it's you'd think they'd be more powerful we don't get a reason for why they're not people I read a Reddit post and it was like, well, early on it said that pagan gods have less, fewer followers now and, and power is equivalent. The Hindu gods would be pretty damn powerful still, though, at least. Those ones right. would be. So there's not much sense there. Back to um, Meadowsweet. Let's throw back there. Supernatural's just making shit up again. They're just making up whatever they feel like. Um, all of the... Literally, usually what what I run into is Supernatural says something and then people start to repeat it. But in this case, actually, when I looked up Meadowsweet, I'm finding like a lot of love potions, a lot of uh, peace, stuff like that. It's It's calming. It relaxes tension. In the show, they say it's like super expensive and rare. It's not. It's all over <laughs> the United States. It's not that expensive it's not that cheap like people do use it that it's absolutely something people use but like to the point where i found this blog post that actually mentions supernatural in season three episode of supernatural a very supernatural christmas the kerrigans a middle-aged suburban couple who appear to be going way over the top of their christmas spirit and who are actually yes. pagan gods in disguise make christmas wreaths out of dried meadowsweet this is interesting since i've never heard of meadowsweet being associated with midwinter but why not its leaves are mildly wintry, green-scented, and emerald-colored. 
And then they say, I plan to dry some of my Meadowsweet and make a wreath for it for my solstice celebration this year. I will not, however, use it to kill people or hang around the necks of sacrificial hunters while I tear out their fingernails. Great, thank you. While I'm not 100% on board with how the pagan winter gods were portrayed, it's still a very entertaining piece of television. So it's just like, it's not a thing. Even the other Supernatural Wiki, which is supernaturalwiki.com instead of supernatural.fandom.com, um is like this isn't a thing it's uh druids use it but it's not that high a priority uh northern european pagan cultures seem to have used meadowsweet primarily for medicine and as a perfume and odor fighter rather than religious ritual however it does play a small role in the mabinogion a collection of welsh welsh myth and folklore um and there are a few vague references in english folklore to meadowsweet as an unlucky plant to have indoors, but these far outweighed by the many references to its popularity as a strewing herb. Uh, contrary to the episode, Meadowsweet is neither rare nor expensive. It is a common weed in North America and is usually sold at a price similar to common culinary herbs. And it is the plant from which salicylic, sol- nope, sal, sal- it's the plant from which aspirin was first isolated. I can't speak. Oh. I don't know how to pronounce things. So, like, they just, like, decided to make things up about, oh, yeah, gods love that. They use it for human sacrifice. Like, okay. I don't understand. <laughs> it's they're, gotcha. just make, they're just making things up. And I'm going to say it now before um, we actually get to the reviews because I think it'll be very distracting if I talk about it then. If you go on the reviews for the IMDb, they're a, they're a hot mess. So what from I can gather is back in 2008, someone named Amanda posted a review and Amanda is presumably pagan. And from what I can tell from other ones, maybe Wicca, because um, people are mentioning this rule where you can't do harm, which is, uh, I believe, something from Wicca. However, that post has been deleted. I assume that it was someone who didn't like the episode and was criticizing it specifically because it is portraying pagans as evil, uh, like human sacrificing people, which is fair. The two times that pagans have shown up in this show, it has resulted in human sacrifice. So, you know, they're not wrong. We have not seen any... But this has been deleted because it seems that about half of these reviews, almost, maybe a little bit less, are about how Amanda is wrong. There are ones that are just straight up to Amanda. You really need to calm down. Amanda, was it really that bad? (sighs) Chill out. It's a show. Don't take it seriously. Great episode. Try some facts. Don't like doing this. Good gods, lighten the hell up. You know, like, it's just people. Yeah, and these are all old. They're all, like, from when this was, when this was posted. But Amanda did, uh, from what I can tell, delete the, the, the review. There's still, like, one or two that are, like, pagan people who are kind of pissed about it. Like, then there is, they're saying, this one says, uh, says that, like, there should be balance if we see, like, we see bad vampires and good vampires. We see bad demons and good demons. We're going to see the same for angels. Like, why can't we see good pagans? And maybe we do in the future. But so far, the track record is not great. Right. And it 
was just like i already wasn't like super on board with this episode just like the writing is fine it's fine the mythology is bullshit it's i like the flashbacks more than anything i like that yeah. part of the t- the show that part is i like the the monster of the week quote unquote in this one the deity is i don't like if we were just like We've talked about before, maybe Supernatural should have tried to, like, not drive, derive so much from real life. If uh-huh. we had done that, I might have felt different. But without looking up the reviews, I was like, when Dean was like, oh, does this house look like the, it belongs to evil pagans or something? Uh-huh. I was immediately he says, like... Sam says, is this the house? And Dean says, yes, yeah, Sam, can't you, can't you just feel the evil pagan vibes? Yeah, so I immediately went, wait a minute, like, we don't, uh, uh (laughs) uh-oh, you know, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, and I think that the, that just, like, looking through this IMDb page, like, there were people who are practicing pagans who were kind of upset by it, and the response from the fandom at the time was, shut up and stop complaining, and we saw that last week, too, where people were like, supernatural is kind of racist and people were like shut up you don't know what you're talking about so like i don't know i just like it wasn't a vibe and also this episode does not pass the bechdel test well no it doesn't i was about to say it does but not only is the care the person who knocks on their door to give them a fruit cake not named but the husband is standing right there also in the conversation so it doesn't pass the bechdel test however there are two on-screen women that's great yeah there's a couple of on-screen women but they also don't have names and they are talking to dean yeah oh do you mean two at the same time i meant two at the same time who are like okay, conscious because like in the last episode they were both like drugged and barely conscious yeah so yeah yeah this is a long episode now i'm sorry that's okay it's been a while since we've had a long episode <sighs> like I mean, all of our episodes are kind of long, but it's fine. Yeah, but we have, like, stuff to say this time because, I mean, like, while you didn't necessarily enjoy the episode, there's stuff to say about it. And That's true. I enjoyed the episode and have stuff to say about it. Crack shipping. I don't have anything. Cool. It's not applicable for this episode. This episode is brought to you by Silent Night by Seventeen Winchester. <laughs> Somebody was so happy with themselves when they wrote that on the wiki page. <laughs> I was happy when I read that on the wiki page. <laughs> this episode is also brought to you by Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas by Rosemary Clooney. Great. Is there a relation to George Clooney there? Do we know? I don't know. I was just wondering. I have no idea. I'm I'm researched out. Fair enough. Well, my favorite thing on the Wikipedia page is under trivia. It is the... Okay, so... At first, I was just going to have this as my favorite Wikipedia thing because I liked the mention. But then I read the whole thing and I have thoughts. Okay. So, my favorite thing on Wikipedia is the trivia that Sam gives Dean his amulet originally intended for his dad. I was originally just going to cut it off there. But then I kept reading. Sam obtained the amulet from Uncle Bobby, who told him it was real special. It later plays a minor role in Season 5, where it is revealed it burns hot in the presence of God. Okay. I have thoughts. Uh Here's why. I really love the, like, I love, okay. This being the episode that that it reveals the origins of Dean's amulet, which he has worn every episode that we, like, since the first one. It's one of the reasons why this episode 
is so memorable to me. Uh-huh. I remember it as, hey, this is the episode where, one, we see baby Sam and Dean, and two, Dean gets his amulet. I remembered this. Okay. I love that. I love the I like I love the fact that Sam gave it to Dean and was going to give it to John because it's again like I mentioned I think it last episode ended with the car right yes it's this idea that Dean was like a father to Sam which is fucked up because he's only three four four years older four, than him sounds right but like. Well, we were discussing it uh, because we will talk more about this necklace in the future, specifically in season five. But when we were talking about it, we were like, where did he get this? And I guess I guess he said it in the episode and we just it went over our heads. (sighs) But I was like, oh, he probably just got it from like a thrift store or something, which would make more sense. I think that in our in our remake, Sam got it from a fucking thrift shop. Yeah. He went to a thrift shop, he found this old necklace, he went, now that's pretty cool, because Sam is eight years old at this point in time. Uh, it looks like something that an eight-year-old would see and be like, oh, yeah, my dad's gonna like this one. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think it should have any meaning other than the fact that it's a necklace that Sam bought, intending to give it to John, but gave it to Dean, because Dean is more important than John, and, like, that is that is the whole thing. Like, that is... Yeah, I can't, I truly can't remember if, because I know what you're getting at because it says it like burns in the presence of God. I can't remember if that's like an inherent thing and that's why it was special or if it's like an imbued with like brotherly love thing. Which is still like cheesy, especially for this show. Like that's cheesy as hell. I think... But because Bobby gave it to Sam, I think yeah, that it, it must be right. Probably maybe Bobby didn't know what it does, just knows that it's like a protection. Has some sort. Yeah, some I don't exactly. even know if it's protective. It just burns. It just gets hot. Right. Right. I it's don't like, know. It's like and fucking Lord of the Rings where his like sword or something yes! goes where Sting! Orcs are his, the sword's name is Sting. Yes. Thank um, you. But like. Yeah, it, it, it's it would be better if it's just a fucking necklace that he got from a thrift thrift store. Um, yes. And then the fact that it burns hot in the presence of God, and that's what makes it special, is just so fucking out of left field. Like, oh my god, it makes me angry. I hate this show. It's stupid. It's so cheesy. What's and it's your not favorite even cheesy thing? Oh, and okay, like yes. It's kind of cheesy with the last episode of season five where it like opens with the Impala. It's, like, a little bit, but, like, that works for me with, like, I don't know, the storytelling of Supernatural. People have called it, like, oh, like, kind of, like, an attempt of, like, the mythology of the United States, which I don't know if I entirely buy, but, like, the sort of, like, fairy tale mythology of it, sure. Like, I guess we can sort of, what's it called when you anthropomorphize an object or whatever? There's something about this necklace having magic powers, which is completely, it's a, just a completely different tone for me. And I'm right. like, okay, cheesy. Yeah. Fucking cheesy so what's, as hell. what's your favorite thing? Uh, I would tell you, but I was closing a bunch of tabs because to get rid of my, um, I had approximately 37 tabs open for various things for research and I accidentally closed the wiki one as well. 
Hold on. My favorite is in this episode when Sam and Dean toast and drink the eggnog, Jensen's reaction is genuine. Behind the scenes, Jared poured rum into his glass without Jensen knowing the drinks were oh supposed God. to be non-alcoholic, according to, uh, this is also on IMDb under trivia, it was supposed to be non-alcoholic because you're on set, you That's have to really do a million funny. takes. I assume they used the one where he actually had to put out the rum in it, but you know. That's I think funny. it's. I think here's the thing. I think it's fun and silly, and I used to like. There still are out there like all these like oh Jensen and Jared on set like goofing around and stuff. Uh huh. And I've always wondered because someone brought this up once, and I can't remember if it was someone who worked with them or someone just speculating. But they were like, "Is this annoying?" Because what, like, goofing around on set? There was just, there's just so many, like, I'm sure, 90% of the time they were on. But there were just so many uh, blooper reels and, like, them, like, pulling pranks and being goofy on set that, like, I've always, like, in my back of my mind, I've been like, was that annoying? Were there people who were like, can we just, like, right? can we great, just, great but this is such a minor thing. This is, like, a... This is this is nothing. I would, it's just something I think about sometimes. I'm like, is that's this, fair. If you worked on Supernatural and you for some reason listened to our podcast, what <laughs> did you think it was annoying? Right. I would like to know as well. Before I give my rating, the Winchesters is over, folks. Oh my god! I'm gonna end this and, call. I'm gonna um, end this call. So the Winchesters ended. I'm gonna turn your volume and we've off. talked briefly about. <laughs> I'm gonna turn your volume off. <laughs> <laughs> in the show and i would just like to let everybody know that i found out how it ends so if you really care about the winchesters and you don't want to know how it ends right now skip and uh skip a little bit oh uh, what if i am just gonna turn your volume off for me so yeah well you're gonna have to edit this episode aren't you you gave me plenty of warning but you don't know what i'm gonna stop talking i'll i can watch your little green thing Taya, you're my worst enemy. Hello? Hi. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) You good? Yeah, I'm good. Are you you here now? Yeah. Dina? I don't know what you just said. I clicked you back to zero. You bitch! Oh my god! (laughs) I just heard Dean and then I turned you off. Alright, fine. Well, my rating for this episode is 9.5 Killer I'm Santa's still not out of listening 10. to you. What the hell? I'm giving my rating! <laughs> Get in here! Hello? Yes, I'm giving my rating! <laughs> Hi. My rating for this episode is 9.5 D- I cut you off again when you said- Damn <laughs> My rating for this episode is 9.5 Killer Santa's out of 10. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's why. I really liked this episode. I remembered it a lot. I remembered most of this episode, um, particularly the villain and the flashbacks and the fact that it's the episode where the amulet reveal happens. I took five points. I, pu- I point took five? Point five. Yes. I took point five away given the messiness of all of the lore stuff, but because this is my rating and I can do what I want, um, it's very high because I like this episode and I remembered it a lot. Okay, give us our IMDb rating. 
All right, so the IMDb rating is a 8.6 out of 10, so I think slightly higher than the last week. There's not much to say. The re- the reviews are really hard to, like, parse, especially the older ones, because it was a lot of, instead of reacting to an episode, it was reacting to a review, and I think a lot of people just went on the defensive and just gave, like, a 10. Um, somebody did give it a 3 for uh, the obvious bashing of Christmas. I didn't actually what? think it bashed Christmas. I was actually very confused by the people who were saying, some people were saying in response to the people who, the person who was like, I didn't feel good about this as a pagan. Presumably, again, that review was deleted. A few people were saying this episode was anti-Christian and I didn't even get an anti-Christmas vibe from it because this person is like, they even get stabbed with a Christmas tree. Yay. I mean, come on, who needs this crap? And I was like, that, that did not read anti-Christmas to me. That just not, that just read that was oh there. Because the thing is, the brothers go back and celebrate Christmas. Yeah, and it's, like, very, like, it's supposed to be, like, sweet. Like, oh my god, I don't, look, I just having a... I just, I was confused by the people who thought it was anti-Christmas because I didn't think it was because, if anything, the evil pagans were using Christmas and making it bad. Because I don't right. think the point was Santa is evil. I thought it was these people are taking advantage of people putting wreaths in their home to like get into i think that was what i was confused by the whole purpose of the wreath i assume it was you bought a wreath from us so we will now kill you because you're quote unquote letting us but that wasn't actually in the show that's my interpretation i'm just making shit up too we're all making shit up i think okay so i think it's the fact i think you're right um because they remember they give the they gave the wreaths to the wreath guy for like free and yeah because meadow sweet is god chum they know the smell so they like sniffed out who bought yeah, it it was just like was not it invitation. was just not entirely they didn't do a great job making that clear but what i'm just saying is i don't think this episode is actually anti-christmas i think it was very much and i actually think the people saying that are some of those reviews are from around 2013-ish. Okay. Um, and that was very much the time where the quote-unquote war on Christmas was a big God thing. with like, America. Oh, no, they've taken away, like, the Starbucks cup and b- stuff like that. So I think that's some of where this is coming from. But, you know, whatever. And then whatever. I saw something else where someone was like, I didn't think this... Oh, it was something about the pagans. One of the people in the reviews was like... This show is pretty anti-pagan in an episode about Christmas, which originally was a pagan holiday, which Sam uh-huh. even points out in the episode. Sam himself a- says that he was probably born in July. Jesus was probably born in July. I don't know. The I know, in here are I know that Christmas was originally a pagan holiday because I did an essay about it in the sixth grade. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm so ready to be done with this season. We're like almost there we are only halfway and it's taken us months to do this like almost there it's taken us months would you like to take your closing remarks oh my god we're hatrusa everywhere this episode is over an hour long so we're hatrusa everywhere please review and comment and leave ratings and stuff Haley, do your thing well, first of all, I'd like to give a shout out to Macy for telling me the end of of the Winchesters oh my Um, god I would not have known otherwise Hey, Taya. Hey, Haley. What's your favorite town in Massachusetts that's known for its history of witches? Is it Sturbridge? <laughs> Shut 
sure fucking isn't. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> we'll catch y'all on the flip side. We'll catch you on the flip side.